This week on Transmissions from the Dark Side, a bookie who never refuses a bet, a man who never loses. The wager? His life? The, the bookie's life? Enter if you dare! Welcome to Transmissions from the Dark Side. This is your host, Jen Hansen. With me, as always, is Matt Noss. Hey! What's happening, Matt? Uh, not too much. How are you? Uh, so good. So good. So good. And excited to review this week's episode. Oh, my God. Uh, this week's episode is entitled The Odds. It's season one, episode five. And I'm getting right into it. There's no time for banter here. There isn't? Uh, well, maybe there's a little time for banter. Oh, we should probably introduce a guest. That is correct. Yep, yep. Well, it's 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 hard. It's been a hard week. And I didn't want to talk about it on the podcast. So I'm just going to like... No time for banter. Yes. But there is no time, time to introduce our guest. Let's do that. Uh, please welcome everybody. Matt Rose is Hello. here. Yay. Hello. Oh, Matt, thank you for joining us. Oh, I... No problem. If, if, <laughs> if, it's, if it's anything to do with Tales from the Dark Side, I'm on board. So. Oh, we're so excited to have you. So Matt is one of the few people that I've known in my life who's seen as many episodes of this show as I have. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Probably more. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm excited to have him here. So excited to have you yeah. here. <laughs> All right, Matt, tell us about your uh, Tales from the Dark Side journey or horror anthology shows in general. Oh, uh, shoot. I got started, uh, you know, with, uh, with the stuff that people typically got started with, uh, Outer Limits, um, Twilight Zone, stuff like that. Mm -hmm. And honestly, what I always got really sad about was when they would have like one season of an anthology show and then it would just totally tank. Sure. And like, I think one of them was called like the Red Room or like... It, it, it had like a red light or something in okay. the room and it was like, ah, like dead. <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, I mean, it was it was exact same format. Like, mm-hmm. oh, we're going to introduce a story that seems normal or does it? And then, you know, there's a elf or something. OK, so. <laughs> very much in the line. I love Twist of Fate Theater. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, well, and, you know, I mean, then in the in the 80s, there was. uh monsters right (laughs) monsters and uh tales from the dark side um monsters was like the primer and then tales from the dark side was like the one two the main course (laughs) yeah so if you had if you had to pick and i think we talked about this on matters before you've said uh you said you were in the tales camp oh yeah monsters was dreadful (laughs) i remember i i have deep fondness for monsters yes oh the intro matt and i the intro oh my God, is in college. Terrible. The intro oh, is no. ridiculous. No, the intro is awesome. Yeah. <laughs> it's the right amount of terrible. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. No, I don't mean it's good like I don't know, like two thousand one good. It's <laughs> it's good like Dolomite good, right? right? right. Like okay. yeah. I mean you yeah. It's, yeah. It's, yeah. But man lives in a sunlit <laughs> world of what he believes to be reality, reality. but. <laughs> There There is, unseen by most, an underworld, a place 
that is just as real. Take it home, Matt Rose. But not as brightly lit. Yeah! <laughs> a, a dark, dark side. <laughs> I'm, I'm glad that I got to point something out to you yes. that you had not noticed before <laughs> in the intro when it does like the mirror. Yeah. It's like, oh shit, those trees are getting smaller. Ugh. Like, there's actually, it looks like there's kind of like a galaxy in the background or something, like stars. And it's like, oh, it's at some point, time. at some point, well, no, I was thinking it was like a dark universe. Right? Like another oh, dimension. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, just like well, the Twilight is, Zone. That is the thing that we, we've, we talked about it a little bit, which it always opens the door to the episode mm-hmm. into the dark side, the underworld. Right. The, the upside other, down. The other. Yes. Or like in Event Horizon, right? Like, right. Yeah, they go through the black hole, they come out hell, right? Mm-hmm. So, Spoiler alert. <laughs> <laughs> Event Horizon is almost 20 years old. <laughs> you haven't seen Some it by now. people were just about to watch it. <laughs> <laughs> they were listening to this podcast. Now they're taking it out of yeah. the VCR. <laughs> What are you going to do? <laughs> well, I know what I'm going to do. Give it a one-star review on iTunes. <laughs> or a Ruined. Betamax if you're Matt, right? <laughs> Ruined Vent Horizon. <laughs> so the episode we watched this week, Jen. Episode we watched this week. It's season one, episode five. It is entitled The Odds. It aired October 21st, 1984. On this day, Francois Truffaut died. What? Oh, wow. I know. Yeah, one of the uh, the father of uh, French New Wave uh, cinema. And what an homage! Yes. To the <laughs> <laughs> a real tour de force. Yes. Was he was he really a sweaty guy? I, maybe that's what it was. Yes. Yeah, I can see that. Yeah. Well, uh, at, speaking of of sweaty guys, this episode stars uh, Danny Aiello, uh, which is amazing. It's we all went Danny Aiello. Yeah, for real. Uh, from Do the Right Thing and many other amazing films. Uh, Tom Noonan, uh, who I remembered from um, Manhunter, the original mm-hmm. yep. Red Dragon. Manhunter. He was yep. Francis Dollarhide. Um, you said he was, was he in, he was Mo- Frankenstein and Monster He was Frankenstein's Squad? monster in, uh, yeah. Uh, okay. Uh, he he was, was also on House of the Devil. Oh, I oh I didn't know that. Yeah, yeah. He played um like the, the guy who lures the babysitter. Okay. Yeah. I also remember him from... Um, uh, he was Reese in The Man with One Red Shoe, which was on Holy shit. heavy rotation in the Reynolds house when I was a kid. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That was a that was a serious uh, rental. Oh, yeah. Because it was one of the few movies that was like always available. Yeah. Yeah. Was was that the Tom Hanks? Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's not yeah. very good. No, I don't recall it being good. I recall it being fantastic and I'm going to choose not to revisit it. <laughs> how wrong I am. Well, we rented it so often <laughs> yeah. that like the haze of the movie being good mm-hmm. wore off and it was like seriously years of renting the one yeah. man shoe. One man shoe. Oh, God. Nose, nosebleed pass out. <laughs> Matt Sleepy. <laughs> the man with one red shoe. Yeah. Um, this episode was written and directed by Jim Sadwith. Uh, and I looked it up because this is probably the first episode that I was like, oh, this is a good episode. It's, it's a bottle episode. Mm-hmm. It's, so it's incredibly, it is nothing but over the shoulder one and two shots. Yeah. There is not much going on in this episode. It's claustrophobic and it's something that could have been a very boring episode had mm-hmm. it been written Danny Aiello 
is fantastic in Danny this Danny Aiello is fantastic in this. Uh, uh, Tom Noonan, I think, is great. He's creepy, but he's also, like, vulnerable. So let's start at the top. Okay. <laughs> All right. Okay. So the uh, the uh, IMDb description here: Bookie Tom Vale never refuses a bet. Better Bill Lacey only bets long shots and beats impossible odds each time. Lacey's latest bet: Vale will die of natural causes by eight a.m. tomorrow. Oh shit! <laughs> <laughs> that, was, that wasn't on IMDb. <laughs> <laughs> All right. My first thought with this: um, so we start off in a bar. Um, kind of an old bar. And my first thought was, this looks like a legit set. Like, this looks like a legit location. Yes. Where we've been in some real, like, uh, high school productions so of our town. Us- <laughs> <laughs> so this makes us think of last week's episode. Yeah. Where we, we were in a doctor's office that oh, I boy. said oh, looked geez. like a, chil- a child's room. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's not good. I wonder if... I don't know how far in advance, like if they had a bunch of the scripts in advance for a season and they were like, all right, we're going to, three of these are good. We're going to throw these some cash. <laughs> the rest of them, you are, you, good luck. You're on your yeah, own. Yeah. You have no friends. Right. <laughs> Very lame is. Right, right. Well, and considering that George Romero um, lost out on millions of dollars because he forgot to put the copyright yeah. on the end of Night of the Living Dead, mm-hmm. like... He probably really did have to scrape up money. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> uh, so we've got uh, Danny Aiello is a bookie. We are in, is it his bar? I'm going to imagine it's his I bar. I think so. All right. So we've got uh, Danny Aiello uh, working on really nothing right now. It's a slow right. day at, at the bar. So I didn't realize that, this is how dumb I am. I didn't realize he was a bookie at first. Okay. Oh no! Neither did I. I thought he was just a. <laughs> I thought he was just a guy, like seriously, sitting in a booth. Yeah, and and he has uh, his coworker. I thought he was like the bartender or the owner of the bar. That's what I thought. And then you have a guy who is the guy with him. Horace. His name is Horace. Yes, yeah. and he is playing with his calculator. Can we talk about this calculator? Oh my god! Forever and ever, we can. yeah. <laughs> I see the th- one of the things that struck me right is uh, when my family and I went on vacation to Mackinac Island, we went to one of those awful tourist shops, mm-hmm. and I got a little thing that had like ten keys. Yes, right. And I was trying to learn how to play anything, but it was impossible because the keys would stick, <laughs> and so like it would give you like a little sheet like seven, seven, five, three, eight. And it's like, oh man, I just played like Mary had a little lamb, right? Mm-hmm. Like, sweet. Right. Um, this guy was the fucking Mozart of those <laughs> things. <laughs> so this, this so Horace the Lackey has this has a, a calculator that is also a piano. <laughs> I thought first it was like a tiny piano. Me too. Okay. <laughs> And then it's just a calculator that happens. He, so he's just punching in numbers randomly. And just each to play number music. is a note. Do you think this was a real thing? No. No. <laughs> all right. Not at in all. 84, I don't know what kind of. There was what Matt's talking about, which was just like a thin. Sometimes they were like cheap plastic. It's like a little bigger than a credit card, like thicker right. than a credit card, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 And they had notes that you could play. I've seen fancier ones that like. Where like you would have a metal taint like a almost like a pin mm-hmm. and you could play notes sure. on it. 
but I've never in my life seen a calculator that played music and was an alarm clock. Yeah, it's an alarm clock, too. So the episode opens on this bar with the dulcet tones of a calculator, (laughs) of a musical calculator. Honestly, like when I first heard it, well, like whenever I watch something at my parents' house, I'll hear one of those stupid digital alarms go mm-hmm. off. They have no idea what it is or where it is. <laughs> it's probably in one of the walls and it drives us nuts. And I thought for a second that you had one of those things. And I was like, what the hell? I do have to say this. Um, uh, I, I have a lot of gear with the podcasts that we do and with the variety show and the band uh, that, that I, I run. And when I was doing musical stuff. So I have a lot of gear. And I did this show that required me to get stopwatches. And we were at, Jen and I were at a rehearsal where I had my bag with me. And I had the stopwatches there. And one of them kept going off. And I couldn't turn it off. So I just put it on the counter, grabbed a hammer, smashed it. Problem solved. Problem solved. That's what I do. So there's a lot of odd dialogue right at the top. Which a lot of times there's a lot of that like we have to establish this instantly, instantly because we only have 22 minutes in this episode. So we're going to tell you everything about me right out the gate. We have to come up with a name for this segment. Okay. Is this the, is it's the info dump? What what are we calling this? Yeah, it feels like an info dump. Yeah. The haunted info dump. (laughs) (laughs) So what's the haunted info dump? Uh, He's never said no to a bet. Yep. Mm -hmm. uh, Which he repeats 40 times during the episode. Uh, He does everything in his head. Mm -hmm. He don't need no calculator. Right. He knows his pencil and he knows his head. And that's when I figured out it was betting slips okay. that he was playing with. Yeah. I was like, oh, betting slips. Yeah. <laughs> the I... info dump is now over. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, yeah, no, you're right. You're right. You're right. You're right. You're right. I'm sorry. Because then all of yeah. a sudden. So all of a sudden we've got, this definitely needs a segment and we need some music for this because here it comes again. It's unexplained wind. <laughs> <laughs> There's a breeze, and we look up. The fan is not on. Well, yeah, I liked I liked how Horace and the other guy that was on the bar stool, like through the entire thing, just kind of looked up at the fan and like maybe shrugged a little. Yeah, <laughs> that's the only thing I know from wind. <laughs> hey, we're inside. <laughs> only wind I know about come from that fan. <laughs> Well, back to picking horses. <laughs> back, back to sitting and drinking. <laughs> yeah, so business is slow, so all they can be doing is sitting and drinking, right? Yeah. yeah okay. Basically. So so there's wind. We don't see an open door, but we pan to the doorway, and there is Tom Noonan in his his beautiful white suit and hat. Uh, I wrote down he looked like a cross between uh, David Byrne in the Stop Making Sense phase <laughs> and Diane Keaton at the Oscars. Did you write anything, man? Um, I just, I wrote, white guy, white suit equals trouble. <laughs> <laughs> I wrote, the Cuban. <laughs> 
Because <laughs> he just looked like he would be on holiday yeah. in Havana. Yeah. <laughs> and then I also wrote a line to the side and I put, the devil again? <laughs> That's what I thought too. I was like, great, we've got yet another devil episode. <laughs> I've got, um, I've got mine further down, but okay. That's okay. All right, all right. Yeah, anytime you've got you figured out the episode, feel free to shout it out. Um, so Tom Noonan comes in. Uh, he's ready to make a bet. He wants to place a bet on. Uh, uh, let's on see. Ryan's daughter. Ryan's daughter yeah. in the horse race. Uh, wants to bet five hundred dollars. It's a forty to one odds. Yeah, he's the title. Yeah. Uh, Danny Aiello is worried about taking this bet because he doesn't want to doesn't want to screw this kid over because Danny Aiello is a good guy. OK. And then Tom Noonan pulls out five hundred dollar coins. Well, yeah, that's that I, I wrote. All I wrote was gold coins, question mark. Yeah. Like, like, he was like, don't worry. Those are like nickels that never got circulated. They're obviously quarters. <laughs> they're, yeah, they're clearly quarters. Yeah. He says they're uncirculated nickels. How do we know? How does Danny Aiello know that they are definitely worth exactly a hundred dollars each? Uh, he's a bookie. He knows these things. All right. I, guess. I, I wrote down five hundred. What kind of currency? <laughs> 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 oh, and Ryan's daughter. What an odd name. Yeah. So the other. So the. So so he says. Uh, you know, he tries to place the bet. He says, uh, you know, what, too uh, too big for you? And he said, no, you're too late. The bet, the the race just started. So he takes, decides to take the bet anyway. Um, and they, well, they turn on the horse race. Because because the Cuban yeah. goes, uh, I'm just going to call him yeah, the Cuban. Yeah, that's fine. The Cuban goes, turn on the radio. Yeah. And to that hot local horse track <laughs> station <laughs> that we all love to listen to. <laughs> have special radios i don't know <laughs> so he turns on the radio and lo and behold it's it's well it's lucy girl running it's whoa dancer it's ryan's daughter it's snowbird it's either native princess or danish princess and first i was like "Ooh, native princess that's racist and then i was like well if it's danish princess isn't that really racist too but i was like maybe it's a compliment but that is it a compliment and meanwhile like i'm just missing the episode so <laughs> Uh, so horse race and out of nowhere Ryan's daughter takes it so at this point I don't know what the twist is right which I was excited about I was like all right this is not transparent in the first four minutes right great well so I um when when he puts the coins over and that's when the guy that's when Denny Aiello says well, I've never refused a bet. Yes. What I what I put was never refused a bet. Time to lose your soul, dummy. <laughs> <laughs> yep, that's an excellent excellent. That is a uh, great point. Yeah. And I love the way that he took this bet. Yeah. Because uh, uh, the Cuban pushes the coins over, and Ayello just looks at him, looks at him, mm-hmm. or it's looks okay. at okay. him, and just nods his head. Gives him a quick. So, do you think if you went into Danny Aiello with like, like a big napkin full of like, uh, like silverware, like like silver silver flatware, you'd just be like, "Eh, it looks like about a about five (laughs) hundred. Horace, weigh the weigh the flatware. Apparently, he had a side career on what a antiques roadshow or something. (laughs) Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. These coins, uncirculated, nineteen ten. 
You can see it says P for Pittsburgh, but it's actually D for Denver. $500. I didn't, yeah, no, I, I instantly saw the little Thank gold you. chest. Yes. Yep. <laughs> so now all of a sudden, the uh, Horace mm-hmm. is sweating like crazy while Wait, this do you, do while... you mean do you mean Danny Aiello? No, I do not or you mean, mean Horace. The first person that you see sweat holy is shit Horace. Yeah. is Horace. He looks extremely concerned but also confused through the entire episode. Yeah. <laughs> um yeah, I what I wrote down is Horace is as dumb as a bag of hammers. <laughs> 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 the guy can't keep up with his own plot, yeah. but whatever, that's yeah. okay. So, uh, so what so, are we doing? Yeah. <laughs> so Danny Aiello looks at looks at Tom Noonan and says, "You'll get your money tomorrow. You get your twenty thousand tomorrow, kid." Yep. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then is that act break? Wait a minute. Oh, okay. We're almost there. Before they go to act break, he goes. Does he make the next bet before the act break? I, I think I think he does. Does I he? Think, I yeah, I, I thought he the, made the next bet. It was right it was away. about the. Oh wait, the, you know what? Oh, Detroit. I, I, is it when he comes back oh. and gets the money? Because then he puts it all. It on was. There? It was the Detroit and Baltimore. Yeah. Yeah. He said he wanted to put the put put the a bet money on Baltimore. On Baltimore. Yeah. yeah. So he he did the he did the baseball bet mm-hmm. before the act break. Okay. Yes. 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 yes yeah. Because because yeah, didn't Horace say like you're crazy kid yeah. or something like yeah, yeah, yeah. And then he plays uh, taps. <laughs> plays his, yeah. Yes. Yeah. Or wait, no, it wasn't taps. It beep, was the like. Beep, 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 yeah, yeah. It was like the death, the death oh, yeah. thing yes. that you'd hear the in cartoons. Yeah. 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 So now we're at Act Two, and uh, suddenly the table is covered in betting slips because the word is out. <laughs> the word is out. Somebody, presumably, uh, presumably uh, Lacey here, mm-hmm. uh, Tom Noonan, is telling people dropping dimes, dropping mm-hmm. dimes, telling people to bet on the Orioles. Well, and he he had said earlier that um, he likes what was it long shots and little birdies? Isn't that what he said? Yeah, like yeah. I thought, was, I thought it was. I thought it was something like that. But that I is how that, he places the bet. Yeah. Yes, because he wants to go for the Orioles. Yeah. Oh, that's right. That's right. Yeah. yeah. I like yep. long shots and I and like little birdies. birdies. <laughs> yeah. Then he. Yeah. Weird laugh. Real weird. Well, that's laugh. Yeah. honestly though. It's probably Tom Noonan's real laugh. Yeah. <laughs> he's kind of. He's kind of a goony looking guy. He is a goony looking right? dude. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and he comes in, and they kind of they they give him the business about. About telling people about about the Orioles tipping him off, and his answer is, uh, he, he I, I like to make people happy. Oh yeah, that's <laughs> which is really weird. He also says, I like to spread the good word. Yeah, yeah. So is he an angel <laughs> now? That that yeah. was another thought. I also, had. and he's he's yeah. in a white suit. So well, I was I, I wasn't thinking angel. I was just thinking like the guy's a really crazy Christian. Mm. But well. We'll find out yeah. later. But there's a lot of action before he shows back up because now the table is covered with betting slips. Right. Uh, Horace is using the cal- no, Danny Aiello's using the calculator. Right. And I'm like, what is he using the calculator for? And then um when does Danny Aiello say, I want you to play that at my funeral? Um, that's after the next bet. That's after the bet with the boxing, right? Okay. Because um Shoot. I, I think it was after the bet with the boxing. And I loved yeah. that exchange. 
Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I like boxes. Yeah. <laughs> I like boxes. Oh, that's so. That's what happens. <laughs> yeah. Is that he wins? He sounds them. like uh, 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 who's uh, exit stage left? It was Snagglepuss. Snagglepuss. He sounds like Snagglepuss. <laughs> he he kind of does. Yeah. yeah. Not as charming as Snagglepuss, right. but still. So Tom Noonan comes back in, and Dan Aiello is looking at him and looking at him and looking at him. And, says, and sweating. And, and now Danny Aiello. <laughs> is full flop sweat. I wrote, Seriously. why is Danny Aiello so wet? <laughs> he's not even, it's not even sweating. It's just, he's just wet. I, I wrote Danny Aiello, chronic sweater. <laughs> <laughs> I wrote earlier, so much sweat. And then I wrote later the addendum times 10. <laughs> They are just <laughs> pouring yeah. with sweat. This was a this was a July filming. Yeah, <laughs> one takes on everything. Yep, yep. Just get just get it done. Yeah, we've got. And for a one and done, they did great. But this is like that camera has one roll of film. Yeah. <laughs> We know we it was get, actually a film. Yeah. And then they decided just fuck it. It wasn't just sell it to Tales from the Dark Side. Oh, I did. <laughs> I did want to. I did want to mention something that every beginning of every Tales from the Dark Side that we watched looks like the beginning of a VHS murder mystery game. <laughs> do, you, <laughs> do you remember the Star Trek one? I don't remember the Star Trek one, but do you remember the Clue one? No, I didn't have the Clue oh one. Oh, my God. We're going to take a little sub sub diversion right now. Okay. Because you have to hear this. I'm going to put in Clue VHS rules. Because the uh, the Star Trek one, there would just, you know, it, it would just be like a, like like stars in the background. And then a Klingon would come on intermittently and just scream at you. <laughs> <laughs> that was the game. That's all I remember. Oh okay. All right. Here all right. is just a little bit of, uh, and I'm going to hope that I don't get a commercial. Okay. Spook. I remember seeing this. I don't have it. But... You are about to meet the suspects, weapons, and rooms of the VCR mystery game Clue. Watch carefully, and I'll be back in a few minutes to tell you about the game. All right, so I'm going to fast forward a little bit to get back to the rules of the game because they are. I hope they are so convoluted. Oh, my sweet Jesus. <laughs> All right, here we go. Welcome to Body Mansion. I am the butler, did it. One to five murders will be committed here this weekend, and it's up to you to solve them. Ten suspects are in the mansion. Some will be murderers. Some will be victims. I am never a victim or murderer. You have just witnessed the introduction. If you already know how to play, then get on with it. If you've never played before, I've prepared a special introductory game based on the action you've just seen. The object of the game is to discover who are the murderers and victims, the room in which each murder took place and which weapon was used. <laughs> Make sure Change the channel, Marge. Detective notepad. This fact sheet will help you keep track of what, what you learn about the suspects, room, and weapons. What, Just for this what, introduction, what game has game, a notepad? Let's forget about the part on the left that says players. 
That's an exciting part of the game, but I'll explain that later. <laughs> now we look up the details in the casebook. We're going to play game one. There's a casebook? Uh, let's see. Ooh, three murders. Busy, busy. That's three That's victims. That's not funny. Don't laugh at that. <laughs> three rooms and three weapons. That means to solve this case, you must complete the first three lines of this accusation. And to do that, <laughs> you have to play the cards. Did I have to go to there police academy? Now we have cards? <laughs> colorful clue cards, the gray investigation cards, and the black suspect cards. <laughs> this game Is there a snooze card? And the investigation cards. Put all the other cards away. I'll explain them later. Shuffle the investigation. Shuffle the cards. Together, throw the cards away. Now. Stop the tape until you finish Press dealing. eject. Yeah. Put a better movie in. <laughs> and Tales from the Dark Side. <laughs> But I've been thinking that for weeks now. <laughs> you might find yourself needing an orange card. Well, if you don't have any, grab a Sharpie. Color in the orange. Color in the white clue name with the orange. Now you have an orange card. Now change partners. <laughs> Snowball. So did, did we get to the point where he makes the boxing bet? We no. There no. Okay, all right, all right. Uh, so, I've, yeah, I've got so he, notes about that. <laughs> so he comes back, they're throwing some mad shade at each other because he <laughs> he's giving him the hairy eyeball and he realizes that he is Bill Lacey's kid. And he, <laughs> uh, he and Horace figure out that he is Bill Lacey's kid. Now, uh, it comes out in this conversation that, his, that uh, uh, Tom Noonan's father... Bill Lacey has jumped off of a bridge after uh, after he got in over his head with. He Danny took the Ayala. easy way out of a hard situation yes. or something. Yeah, yeah. And it is at this point where I still don't know <clears throat> what the twist is. Yeah, because I'm just like it can go now. It's like oh, this could go either way. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but I'm feeling it's a revenge tale. Yes, I'm still yeah. like yep. this yeah. is yeah. all about yeah. revenge. Yeah, and then. Horace plays his calculator again, and I write down that calculator is so fucking loud. <laughs> that could cut through a, a room. That could cut through. That's like Grand Gabriel's Central. horn, right? Like- <laughs> Grand Central Station in full bore. Here's here's where the calculator came from. It was a bottle episode that spent mostly in a booth. There was panic among the producers that this was going to be too boring. <laughs> How do we jazz up this episode? <laughs> my, my kid got a calculator. <laughs> it, it plays uh, music and stuff. Oh, it's got a. It's a. Could do that, Mary had a little lamp. Oh yeah, you could do that. Oh, could you do uh, that song that they play at the funerals of cartoons? <laughs> Oh, you mean the cartoon death march? Hey, do you smell that? Money? It's $500 coins. <laughs> well, so one the, the thing that I noticed, right, yeah. is when they're making um the the boxing bet, like he had to call it in that he could cover that money. Yeah. And yes. Tom Noonan pulls out a dime and he slides it over mm-hmm. and he's like just add it to my tab. Yeah. $64,000. I don't extend credit. And what I wrote down was total dick over a dime. (laughs) (laughs) He was saying that he was saying that uh, Danny Aiello would never wouldn't (laughs) even extend his father a dime. But I agree. And I think Tom Noonan was supposed to be the the. Who were we supposed to be rooting for in this episode? I don't know. Which I think also made this great. 
because a lot of these it's like okay clearly that man is the devil right there this person is a, a guy with a pained back we know who's good and who is bad um but this one and this, this is an old man that invites children into his room right. <laughs> in order for them to find the names of the debts right. that their parents have. so this one yeah this one ambiguous which was great uh danny aiello still wet <laughs> but this is where so now it's so the first bet was five hundred dollars with one to eight odds mm-hmm. the baseball was one to three mm-hmm. so now he has sixty four thousand yes. dollars mm-hmm. and the next bet is boxing because the money's now in a box oh yeah, yeah. boxes i like, I like boxes, boxes. Yes. <laughs> how about mm, boxing boxes Boxing, even. Hmm. <laughs> so he makes a bet for another one to eight boxing match mm-hmm. with the bald Avenger. Bald, yeah, yeah, yeah. It was, it was the bald Avenger, yeah. <laughs> and at this point, Danny Aiello goes, I'm not going to give you're on a hot streak. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm not going to give you those odds. Yeah. I'm going to give you one to four. Is that normal for a bookie? I think the bookie can call their odds. Yeah. Okay. Well, oh yeah, and, and he's and like, then, "Why don't you go somewhere else if you want better odds?" Well, right, and then he, uh, then he says something like, "And if the odds go down, your odds go down." Yeah, if um, if I get more people, if I start getting a bunch of betting mm-hmm. slips, your odds are going down. Yeah, 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 yeah. All right, Bill Lacey's kid takes this bet. He says, "Hey, you want you want better odds? What about even odds?" <laughs> That's oh no, no no we're not there yet. No, because he because this he, is the boxing match. Did yeah. we get to the end of the boxing match? No, not yet. Not no. yet. No, uh, no. All right. Well, you guys, I tuned out. <laughs> I got bored. Even though that I love, even though this is the episode that I like the most. Okay, go ahead. Yeah. So, so boxing match. So he makes the phone call. He gets the money cleared. He's like, "Okay, kid." And then, I don't know. Does it do a smash cut, or is there another commercial? I think. Um, no, I I don't think there's the commercial until the next bet. Yeah. I didn't think, I thought that they were talking about the boxing thing, but I didn't think he ended up making the bet on the boxing because it was... No, he made the bet because he had $250,000. Because remember, he has the calculator and uh, and Ru- and Horace figures out how much money it is. Okay. And it was $250,000. Let me tell you, I got real settled down in the math. I was like, <laughs> yeah, I'm going to let you all figure this out. You got a singing calculator. I'm going I'm to take your word for it. That's why that's why Aiello had to had to do it. And then uh Well yeah, he had to come back the next day so that he could he could pull the money together. Right. Right? Yeah. And then and only then did they make the next bet. So the next so it's now the next day. Because the boxing was at Madison Square Garden that night. Okay. So now it's the next day. There's now two large boxes yeah yeah they both they both brought the money to the table so this is the boxing money that's now on the table well no because i think he won he won the boxing match yeah danny aiello has the two two cardboard boxes on the table or the one long cardboard box with all the money i feel like we're getting yeah, I think down I think, in I think, box my new show and well, we no, haven't think, gotten to I the life and death well no yet. i think i think we're still kind of uh, we're not sure which part is second act and which part's third act. That's the problem. Yeah. Because I would say that the second act ends when when the Cuban, a.k.a. Bill Lacey's son, makes the 
how about how about one to one? Yeah, double mm-hmm. or nothing. Double or nothing. Mm-hmm. You'll die by eight a.m. And yes. that's act break. And, and that, then we come back. Yeah, and it's the explanation of of the bet. Well, yeah, because I I wrote down less but on you dying sweaty old Italian guy smoking a cigar. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Danny Aiello is full bore into his cigars. Yeah, yeah, yeah he yeah. is. Well, and he's, I mean, he's sitting there smoking a cigar, sweating profusely. Yeah. Like, no, no, this isn't much of a, these aren't bad odds for Tom Noonan, but whatever. So, so the bet is Tom Noonan bets that Danny Aiello will die by, it's, so it's midnight right now. Yep. Okay. Or is it midnight or is it earlier in the day and then they get together later? I think, I think it was, get I think it was, or, they get together was, later. Yeah. 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 So yeah, they yeah, do the yeah. act break because when we come back from the act break, the Cuban uh, appears with a guy we've never seen before. So, okay. So the bet is that uh, they're going to meet at midnight or whatever. Uh, the bet is he's going to die by 8 a.m. tomorrow. Of natural causes. Of natural, of natural causes. causes. <clears throat> so so uh, Bill Lacey cannot kill Daniello. Well, right. Yeah, because they, they make a point of that, mm-hmm. of Daniello's like, Hey, like, yeah, you you kill me and you show up and you get my money. Yeah, big and deal. Uh, and he's like, nope. The coroner has to say natural causes. It's natural causes. <laughs> yeah, he really seemed excited yeah. about natural yeah. causes, right? Very like, creepy. Yeah, he's, yeah, he's definitely an undertaker or yeah. something. So okay, so now next day, this is where I wrote Act Three question mark. I think this is Act <laughs> okay. Three. Yep, yep, yep. <clears throat> so now it's Tommy Vale, Danny Aiello. Yep. Uh, Horace, who. As far as I can tell, is just there to answer the phone, play with a calculator, and walk the three and a half feet, feet between between the booth and the bar to get to get him a beer. I don't know. He also asks a lot of dumb questions. Okay, that's true. You know what? He's the um, he's the person that when you come back, like uh, you know when um, they had like sitcoms and stuff where when it comes back from commercial, they kind of summarize the first act Mm -hmm. in the first couple seconds of the second Mm -hmm. that's what his role is is when they come back from the first act it's oh i can't believe we did that boss why'd you make that bet yeah 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 i did not realize that but yeah that's what he's that's what he's serving he serves yes 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 all right so we've got we've got danny aiello we've got horace and there is a money man who looks extremely uncomfortable (laughs) and like he really does He's I don't in, think I don't think he had a SAG card. That's no. all I'm saying. <laughs> he looked like he was just He just, was a grip. Yeah. There is no <laughs> way yeah. that this guy got hired. Yeah. <laughs> or a grip's son, let's face it. Exactly. He wore the uh, he wore the Cuban's opposite suit. Mm-hmm. So he was in all black. Oh wait, not 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 that guy. This is the the pinstripe guy who was oh, on Danny Aiello's right, side. Right, right. Oh, you mean Super Mario? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yes. Yes. So Super Mario, who's like, like just like clenching his hands, no, like does like, uh, can we cut? I don't know how hands go. <laughs> <laughs> and at this point, Danny Aiello is sweating like that scene in Airplane where he's trying to land the plane and it's just, and it's just pouring, pouring down his face. Is this the part before the man in uh, yes, black? And yes. the man, is this where they have that tender moment of? Yes. Yes. Oh yeah, you should play that. Yeah, you at should my play funeral. that at my funeral. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, that 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 was a nice moment. I liked it, Danny Aiello. I thought, I thought he was just messing with Horace because Horace was stupid. Yeah, <laughs> and he was concerned. I think he was trying to bring some levity to the situation. Mm. 
So we said, you know, hey, Horace, if I don't make it through this, uh, I want you to play that thing at my funeral. Oh, really, boss? Yeah. Like, no, you like, no, fucking not really. idiot. Yeah. Hey, yeah, I want to torture people with it yeah. like you tortured me. Yeah. yeah. So now we have, we've got a bit of magic wind. And mm-hmm. then now uh, Lacey is back in his white suit with, I wrote down, the evil Nazi from Raiders who fa- <laughs> whose face melts off. The guy with the, like, nunchucks hanger? Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's I a just... dude in a black hat and a black suit. So right. they look like spy versus spy. Well, he... <laughs> oh my god! That's no, that's 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 Holy basically shit. it, right? That is exactly it. Yeah. I well, he he was the one who I thought was a grip. Okay. That's okay. the one I thought was a grip. Yeah, because he says nothing. Uh, and now the, we'd like to. Super Mario was the guy that got yeah. from craft services. Right. Right. Yeah. Yeah. The the um the the guy in the black suit. Because I wrote, I underlined it. There's a guy with a black suit. (laughs) Um, So the guy with the black suit goes up to Super Mario and they almost go like, suitcase, suitcase. (laughs) Yeah. That was was all they were there for. You have suitcase money? Yeah, for sure. Hey, we could be suitcase friends. Oh, we're suitcase friends. (laughs) Well, like, it it cut to the guy in the black suit once and he just kind of made like a really uncomfortable grimace. Yeah. Uh, but this does take us to uh, a segment in the show that I like to call Six in a Scene. <laughs> <laughs> there are six people in this scene, which, as far as I can recall, has not yet happened in any episodes. No. This, well, is, so, the, this is the truth. So we have a uh, guy in the white suit, guy in the black suit, pinstripe suit, um, Danny Aiello, uh, Horace, and then the guy sitting at the bar drinking a beer. Yeah. Who's been there the whole time. Is he still in there for yes. that? Okay, yeah. because I knew the bar. T- I was calling the bartender number six. So this is seven in a scene. Oh, my God. This, this is unheard is, of. This is a uh, Tales from the Dark Side record. Yeah. Because the most people that we've had in a scene so far is four. Four, yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah. I think we the most actors we've had in an episode are ten? In what? Oh, uh, oh trick in, in Trick or Treat. Yeah. Okay. All right. So the tension is high. Everybody is sitting around watching Danny Aiello sit in a booth. And yeah. sweat. And sweat. And sweat. <laughs> like <laughs> sweat. Make a stew in his... Oh, God. <laughs> oh, it's like man. a cartoon. In his brow. He's, yeah. He's making... He is making a, a hearty broth. Aiello broth. <laughs> they, they really had to air that studio yeah. out afterwards. <laughs> So during this time, he he says to uh, Danny Aiello, looks at Tom Noon, and he says, you think I don't know who you are? Why you're so hot? You cheap coward. He starts to, he's like, I know, I know who you are. And you are, you are Bill Lacey. You're not his son. You are Bill Lacey. Yes. Yep. This was a great moment. Yeah. Yeah. This is a really nice monologue. Danny Aiello crushes this. Yeah. Yeah. This is so beneath Danny Aiello, but he is, he's like, it's a paycheck. Yep. You hey, add, man. You Everybody's got to start somewhere, okay? Yeah. You paid for Aiello? You get, you get the Aiello. Aiello. I mean, look at Ernie Hudson, right? He started in Dolomite too. There you go. Hey. But he's hey. A Ghostbusters, right? Yeah. Um, Tell I think him that, about the Twinkie. <laughs> I think that Tom Noonan crushes it too, though. Oh, he's Because great. When, when Danny Aiello's like, uh, I know who you are, and then starts doing that um, through basically the entire episode, Tom Noonan has a shit eating grin, and that grin. Disappears yeah. once he finds out that he knows who he is, and that's when 
uh, like the the twitchiness starts to happen starts to with them, right? Yeah, well, yeah there's a great the reaction. Yeah. yeah, yeah, he's been found out. He knows who he is, right? He says, you know, I, you know, you found out some way from the other side when I'd croak, yeah. and that's why you came back to do this. I yep, know yep, you, yep. and this is the same coward stuff that you pull, and you're a cheat. And then he admonishes him because uh, he left his two daughters. He abandoned his two daughters and his wife with TB. Really, yeah, yeah, yeah. Really, tuberculosis. Yeah, man. Such a modern disease. I was gonna say, yeah. Well, when? This, this, see, to me, this took place in a time where where people would walk around in white suits, right? Like, okay, oh, shit. Yeah, let's put it in the twenties. Okay. Well, how old? Like, if it's the eighties, and well, Ayala it would it would is... have been it would have been at least the forties or thirties, though, because like my dad, um, <laughs> my dad and grandpa used to go to the uh, the dog races in Hazel Park. But my dad the... was just a little kid, right? So, like, you know, at that time, um, a lot of people betted on the ponies, man. So I would I would say that. Well, and also, if you're listening to it on the radio. That means there wasn't a whole lot of stuff on the radio, right? It could have just been cheap, but they had the, they had they had the calculator. Oh shoot! Yeah, so the yeah. calculator oh, I think puts it in, puts the it 80s. in modern yeah. modern times. But I would say that he's. But I would this say is that... the kind of place that is just time stands still. In a well, yeah, I was going like to say this, this yeah. is this is in a dark universe, right? Right, like, right. And the, <laughs> right. It is. Well, it's not as dark... brightly lit. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but they also do that good job of like you. You are his son. Yes. So. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, Horace was the one who figured out that it was the son. Yeah. And Danny Aiello just kept it to kept himself. That's right. That's right. He, yeah. yeah. He he knew, but yeah. he wanted to spring it on him. And uh, <laughs> so Danny Aiello says, never underestimate the human spirit. Yeah. No, the power of the human will. Oh, yeah, that, yeah, that's yeah. what it was. Yeah. The power. I didn't write that down. Uh, but when... When uh, the Cuban takes his hat off Mm -hmm. and he moves his head to the side and he puts his hand on his head, I went, it's weird Scott Atzit. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, nailed it. 100%. The other thing that was odd is before we get to this moment, because the moment where Aiello pulls the uh, the rug out Mm -hmm. underneath the Cuban, or at this point now the real Bill Lacey. Um, on the hour, every hour, you hear the calculator do a chime. Mm-hmm. And the chime is the beginning of pole position. <laughs> oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. yeah. The, the, it's beep, beep. Oh, yeah. Beep, beep. beep. Yeah. Okay. It's like, prepare to qualify. <laughs> what, what was it like that? See, prepare to qualify. No, he's, he's good at that stuff. No, what honestly... <laughs> What I what I wrote is oh I get it it's a heartbeat. <laughs> <clears throat> but uh, my I think that my favorite um, part of the exchange between the two is Tom Newton makes some kind of reference to like oh like I I, I should have known better I really messed up or something mm-hmm. and Danny Aiello goes you sure did you dumb jerk. <laughs> <laughs> How many takes do you think there were with Danny Aiello going, you motherfucker? Danny, you said it again. Can I say it again? You said it again. I didn't mean to say it again. All right. Okay. Take 32. Just in the moment. Yeah. You cocksucking motherfucker. Danny, we're going to have to stop you. Because he he also covered a really good goddammit with like a doggone it. But it was like some kind of super dog on it where like (laughs) I I didn't know what was going on. (laughs) 
You mother father. <laughs> Mr. Falcon. <laughs> so the 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 jig is up. Mm-hmm. And then you hear the calculator make a sound. Yep. You see the clock. Yep. It is now eight o'clock. And Danny Aiello is still alive. Yep. Super Mario grabs those suitcases so fast. Like he Seriously. is on fire. No, it's like he just ate one of the stars, right? <laughs> 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 like, he just dashes for the door. He's gone. Black suit guy, not happy about this. Well, the 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 pinstripe suit, Super Mario yeah. is going to a, uh, uh, he's got another one of these bets, but it's an 8 a.m. to noon. So he's, <laughs> he's got to get right over there with that money. <laughs> The other thing that is pretty awesome in that in the Danny Aiello speech is the very end where he's like, "You're a loser." Yeah. <laughs> Basically, oh, so good. Yeah. So good. So, uh, Tom Noonan tucks tail, heads See, towards but- the door, <laughs> and does our new favorite feature: disappearing Disappear into a cloud of smoke. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> if you're playing along at home. Take a drink <laughs> and put another mark on your bingo sheet. So, so it 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 had something that I I love when TV shows and movies do this. When someone starts writing something and they just start speaking what yes. they're writing, yes, which like, hey, it's the uh, it's the last testimony of uh, Tommy Vale, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Last will Last and testament. Will and yeah. testament of the me, Tommy Vale. Underline. I leave. And then it seemed like he stopped writing. Oh, he did. So oh, yeah. he that's left. not how a will works. No, nope. no. He stopped because he was going to talk to Horace. And, and that's when Horace is looking at him like, boss. What's going on here? I thought you were a goner. Yeah. You beat the odds. Yeah. yeah, you beat the odds. The name of the episode. Yeah. How fitting. Yeah. No. <laughs> and then Danny Aiello starts to laugh in the most believable way yeah. that a person can laugh. Like like a genuine laugh. Like yeah. a genuine, like, can't believe I'm in this episode. Laugh. Yeah. <laughs> Says, I'm going to die laughing. Yeah. No. Then all of a sudden, you're like... Huh? Mm-hmm. See, I figured it out before that. Did you? Yeah. Because he, dude. <laughs> no, when, when, white did, you, suit, when did you white figure it suit out? suit and black suit appear out of nowhere. They know he's going to croak. And when he doesn't croak at 8 a.m., it's like, ha-ha. Clock. I, I put the, the old clock trick. Yeah. What I put is the old switch the clock ahead to cheat the devil out of money trick. Aru. <laughs> Yeah, so Danny Aiello has moved the clock forward like five? 48 yeah, seconds. Like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's it's going to be enough time for him to write a will, but not much. Right. <laughs> He's writing it on a napkin with a ballpoint pen. <laughs> like, oh, I'm glad they left so early. Good thing they didn't stay around to chat. Yeah. Because <laughs> it would have been like, hey, wait a minute. Yeah. <laughs> oh wait! I've been wearing a watch this whole time. Seven fifty nine. Also, the devil's really dumb. Yes. Right. Like, oh man, that do clock on the wall. Oh, 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 do we think the guy in black is the devil? I thought so. He ponied up the cash, man. Well, he. Oh. No. 
See, okay. that's what I was thinking. Because, I mean, he, he died, right? He jumped. He died. And then he and... came back for revenge. And even Danny Aiello says, yeah. you know, you had, you had you know, the inside information on when I was going to croak. Who do you think he got it from? Guy in the black suit, a.k.a. the devil, right? So they come back. I didn't think the devil would be a white guy. Like. Oh, I, I definitely do. <laughs> well, I don't know. Jaundice Kurt Cobain shows up. That's what he looks like, yes. Oh, God. Okay. Well, I, I mean, like a pale guy, not like a white guy, not like a, yeah. I'm no, I'm, I'm, still, I'm still going. I'm still going with Caucasian. Okay, yeah. Yeah. All right. So Horace goes to get a beer for Danny Aiello. And then it's probably the best shot we've ever had in a Tales from the Dark Side. Mm-hmm. You're not that many episodes in, though. But, but so it, far, so far of the shit show that we've seen. Yeah, so no, far. It, it's probably yeah. the best one yeah. in the entire show. The pencil rolls off the table onto the floor. Our dim-witted Horace picks it up. Pencil. I mean, he doesn't say that, but he's, he's thinking. But it. You, yeah, yeah. you know, he's thinking it right. He's thinking. The boss's pencil. Hey. And, and then he goes, boss? <laughs> and Danny Aiello is what? Dead. <laughs> <laughs> Eyes open, probably pants shitted by this point, right? <laughs> yeah, totally crap pants. Yeah. <laughs> the other thing that's really weird is uh, that whole bit about the boss sleeps sitting up. Oh, I wrote it. I wrote, Is he yeah. like, I'm going to improvise a line and it's going to cut him up. Oh, uh, let me just explain how weird my boss is. Yeah, boss sleeps, boss sleeps sitting up. What the fuck? Uh, yeah, no, I. So, so guy in black is the devil. That's what I thought. Anyway. Uh, uh, Tom Noonan. Uh, Tom Noonan, let's say, went to hell because he committed suicide. And I yeah. think if you're, also, follow, if you're following Catholic teachings, and he was a, a gambler. Well, also, he like left a wife with TB to care for his kids. Yeah. You're just a son of a bitch. Yeah. <laughs> what a piece of garbage. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, okay, so he makes a deal with the devil. All right. I'm something something yeah. along those lines. Or he was probably going to get Danny Aiello's soul or something. Yeah. Right? That's a popular theme. <laughs> On this program. <laughs> Give it a scale. Tales from the selling your soul. Dark uh, on, okay, on the uh, scale of uh, one to ten betting slips, <laughs> how many uh, how many betting slips would you give this episode? I'd give it a C plus. <laughs> okay. No, I think I think that honestly, it's it's probably eight. Like okay. it, this was a. I mean, obviously, the Grimper is like the best episode of all time, as far as I'm concerned. But <laughs> um, we'll get there. Yeah. yeah oh. I hope you do. <laughs> um, uh, but yeah, no, I think I like when I was watching it, I was actually like, this, this was not embarrassing to watch. Right, right. Yeah. Yeah. I would also, I would also give it an eight. I would give it eight betting slips. I, I, I was going to say eight sweat covered betting slips. <laughs> <laughs> I might even go eight and a half because I would recommend watching this episode. I thought it was a good episode. Yeah. It wasn't a scary episode. No, no not, not at all. By but any means, not all but... of them are. And it's um, I think I think by the end you could consider it suspenseful for a 22 minute sure episode. Right. But like, I, it definitely was suspenseful because you didn't know it wasn't as predictable as the others. Yeah. The other yeah. ones were pretty like, yeah, they're going to figure yeah. this shit out. Yeah. If you can't figure it out in the first few minutes of the first act, you're not going to figure it out. At right. All. <laughs> right. 
I, I, I definitely. So this is the part of the show where we ask. Oh wait, how many? How many? Oh, I oh, gave oh, it eight. This is solid eight. All right, this is all right, all right. This is a solid recommendation to watch. Um, is there anything that could have been done to make the episode better? If you were in the writers' room, would you have made any cuts or any additions that you think would have made this particular episode better? For one, I would have cut out the the boss stand like sleeps standing up or sitting up or whatever. That was a weird line. Like yeah. how many how many times does your boss sleep in the bar? What the I hell? don't know that Danny Aiello ever leaves that bar. This is true. Yeah. Maybe he's just stuck to the seat. <laughs> um, I got the right grooves for my hemorrhoids. <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't know. I, I guess one of the things they could have done um, to kind of hit home at the end a little bit is to actually show them coming in the bar um, first so that you think that they're actual people, right? And then once it gets to the reveal at the end, they disappear into a cloud of smoke, right? Mm. Makes a little bit more mm-hmm. sense, right? Mm-hmm. That this was some kind of attempt at Danny Aiello's soul. Okay. Yeah. That, it, that, it that's, is, just, that's just my opinion on that. It is another tip of the hat. Uh, last week's episode, Painkiller, had that where it was like, you see, you see the guy you know who's going to make the Faustian deal mm-hmm. outside of the window when... <laughs> I didn't say Faustian deal. You did. You said Faustian deal, and you, you made off. fun of me yesterday for like <laughs> ten minutes about me saying Faustian deal to Ben. So no, what had happened was, <laughs> all right. So um, Matt and I do a podcast called Matters, <laughs> and uh, we do it at Eric Hankey's house, who is our producer, and he spelled has spelled exactly like it sounds. sounds spelled exactly how it sounds, and uh, we were talking about Portrait of Dorian Gray, mm. and Matt explained it. And this is actually what happened. So I'm going to tell you what happened. Yeah, no, go ahead. Um, I didn't realize how uh, smart Ben was. Oh, Ben's a smart kid. Yes. And I know this, but I said, you said Faustian deal. And then I went deal with the devil. And then Ben looked at me like, <laughs> you're a fucking idiot. <laughs> and, then, and, then, and then I was just like. You mean Faust? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, so it was more my shame made me say Faustian Teal a hundred times. had very little to do with you. Uh, I don't know that I would change that much uh, about this episode. I mean, maybe the additional, maybe it's because Tom Noonan and Danny Aiello were so good. Yeah. The rest of the the extraneous characters. If there were different actors, I think it would have sucked. Yes, I think so too. It would have been Yeah, they were both able to, to deliver. Yeah. Yeah, they carried they carried the emotional weight of it. I mean, it, like we said, it's a bottle episode. Yeah, there is nothing but their acting to right. get us through this. Yeah, maybe Horace a little bit better actor. Well, Horace see, the, didn't the have thing much is, though, to do, and he's um, a lackey. Horace was Richard Weil, and he's been in other stuff. I've seen him before. I know I have. Yeah. Like he's been in like movies and stuff. If only there was a way we could find him. Well, there's <laughs> no way to. How do you spell See, his I would have preferred W E I L. I believe is how you spell his last name. Um, I would have preferred Horace to be a younger kid yeah. that was trying to learn the ropes from Danny Aiello. Right, because I just felt bad for Horace. Like maybe he got kicked by, in the head by a horse when he was a kid, <laughs> and you know, like Danny Aiello gave him like uh, like a job, right? Like yeah, hey. like well, I kind of I kind of got that feeling that I would have preferred. 
If I were to change anything, which I probably wouldn't, and this is a little ham-fisted, I agree with you on the uh, don't tip the hat that fast yeah. that it, Bill Lacey is supernatural. Mm-hmm. Um, his appearance alone, it was odd. Mm-hmm. You know, he's this it gangly was, dude in a white it suit. Was pretty obvious from the beginning, but yeah. I mean, if if he opened the door and the mysterious wind happened at that point, that would have probably different. been enough. Mm-hmm. That's, but I mean, like that's something that you would see in like a, Bra- a Ray Bradbury story, right? Like, right. like something wicked this way comes. Whereas, mm-hmm. if the person just shows up out of nowhere and there's a gust of wind, like supernatural, right? right. You know, yeah. the, like. But I kind of felt like it would have made more sense for Horace to be a younger thirty-something. Or even 20, even younger, twenties, early twenties, right? He's because for the them ropes. to have for them to have a calculator mm-hmm. or to have like a piece of electronics that they're always fiddling with, yeah, that would have been a younger person. Mm-hmm. Would have been a younger person's thing. I not thought. a person who's probably older than Danny. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, that's a good point. And then I felt like they could have paid off the uh, last will and testament better mm-hmm. by yeah. having him because the whole time is like he's kind of showing Horace the ropes. Yeah. Of like, he's saying the same things to Horace all the time. Like, you got to know what's yeah. going on in here. You never keep underestimate the human will. Keep your word. Uh, never, your reputation's very important. Never welch on a bit. Uh, he was in Last Exit to Brooklyn. He was in the Dream Team. Love the he Dream was, Team. Yeah, I do too. He was in Moonstruck. Wow. Uh, he's in a couple episodes of Monsters, so we'll be <gasps> seeing him again. Um, uh, he was in, oh, he was, he played, he was the hot dog vendor in Night of the Juggler. <laughs> oh, he was in Taking of Pelham 1, 2, 3. Holy crap. Uh, Saturday Night Fever. Uh, Naked City. Naughty New York. Oh, man. Robert, what are you doing? <laughs> Goof. <laughs> All right. Anything else we want to talk about in this episode? This is the first one. one. Each pertaining to a different mystery game. (laughs) We are playing game one, so only the fact numbered one on your clue cards will count for this game. (laughs) So sorry. (laughs) He's still... I've had that running the whole time. (laughs) (laughs) Do you ever see the the King of the Hill where Peggy, Peggy Hill comes up with her new game show? Her new game? Yes. It's called Spin the Choice. Yes. Now you I have can not spin. No. You can you can choose. You can choose to spin. You can spin the choice. <laughs> There's like a list of things. It's just all you do is just constantly spin. <laughs> and that's what that reminds me. Did you me see of. the comedy Bang Bang uh, with their with their game mm-hmm. Wheel of Chance? I don't and that. all it was was like a million spots of spin again and <laughs> one winner spot. Ah. <laughs> uh, all right, Maddie, it's been so lovely having you. Maybe you'll come I back had, again for... I had a lot of fun. If it has to deal with uh, with basically any Twist of Fate theater, I'm on board. Yes. So, I love yes. it. Maybe we can even uh, snag you for next week? I think I think that can happen. Ah, it's very exciting. <laughs> Super excited. All right, thank you so much for listening. If you would like to watch this episode, it is available on Shudder. Uh, Shutter is not giving us any money right now, sadly, but we'll change that. We, we have ways. Oh, I, I have Shutter for Amazon Prime and for my devices. Yeah. I love Shutter. It's actually it's actually pretty good, but uh, you can check it out on Shutter. Uh, what else am I thinking, Maddie? Uh, uh, that's it for right now. Okay, Slasher Dave does our theme. Thanks, Dave. Thank you, Dave. 
You can find him on Detroit's Bellyache Records. And that's it. All right. Thanks again. Thanks again, Matt Rose. Oh, thank you. Ah. Bye. Bye. <laughs> Try to enjoy the daylight. <laughs> <laughs> Transmissions from the Dark Side is created, hosted, and produced by Jen Hansen and Matt Noss. Edited by Matt Noss. And hosted by Go Comedy Media. Our theme music was composed and performed by Slasher Dave. You can find him on Bellyache Records. Follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Tumblr at T from the Dark Side. And on Twitter at TFTBSPod. Email us at tfromthedarkside at gmail.com. Until next time, try to enjoy the daylight.